0: Uh, welcome back to another installment of everything nhl the hockey segment of the fantasy fanatics podcast i'm your host nathan and we're here with our hockey expert james kumar
1: hey what's up man
0: so so for this episode we're gonna I guess, go over Thursday and Friday's games. Um, we'll talk about some fantasy playoff pool strategies. Um, we'll do a, a preview of round one for the uh, NHL playoffs, and we'll take a look at Saturday's games.
1: All right, sounds good. Let's hop into it.
0: All right, so we'll start with um, Thursday's games, starting with uh, the Minnesota Wild versus the St. Louis Blues. Um very dominant performance to say the least by the st louis blues they were able to score seven goals to minnesota's three um all of minnesota's goals came in the first period with uh, nico sturm ryan Suter, and marcus Foligno. and in the second period uh we had zach sanford braden shen david perron and braden shen again so he had two goals for st louis and in the third period, uh, David Prawn had a third goal, and Jordan uh, Cairo had two. And, uh, yeah, what do you think about this performance by St. Louis?
1: Uh, yeah, St. Louis has been one of the hotter teams in the league uh, heading into the playoffs uh, lately. And uh, they just proved to be too much for Minnesota. Minnesota, uh, they, they lost to them. I believe it was 4-0 the day before. I'm not 100% sure, but... Uh, then St. Saint, uh, uh, Saint Louis had beaten Minnesota 4-0. And then the, this game here, Minnesota came out to a 3 nothing lead. Uh, and I guess they just couldn't hold on. And then the floodgates just opened for the Blues.
0: This is kind of surprising because Minnesota is a very good defensive team. And they have a very good goaltender in Camp Talbot. And they still got seven goals scored on them.
1: I am not 100% sure that Cam Talbot played in this game. Yeah, he didn't. It was backup Coley, uh, Kakinen, So, um, yeah, uh, I don't think Talbot uh, would have played that way considering the way he's played this season. So I think going into the playoffs, uh, you can bet for sure that Talbot will be between the pipes for the while.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I guess moving on to our next game, we have... Vancouver Canucks versus the Calgary Flames. Um, dominant performance by Calgary. They were able to beat the Canucks by three goals. Uh, the Canucks had only one goal in the first period by Matthew Highmore. The Flames had two goals by Rasmus Anderson and Andrew Mangiapani. And uh, no goals in the second period, but in the third period, Uh, Elias Lindholm and Matthew Kachuk both had goals for Calgary. And uh, what do you think about these two teams?
1: Uh, Yeah, these two teams are just finishing their remaining games left in the regular season. Both aren't playoff teams. So this is pretty much just them uh, finishing uh, the last bit of the season. So I wouldn't read too much into it. Vancouver is definitely a lottery team this year from the way it's looking. So I don't think they're really in any position to be winning games like this. So.
0: Yeah, I guess it's been kind of disappointing for um, both teams. Calgary was trying to make a playoff push. They fired their coach, got another coach with um, playoff experience to, I guess, hopefully they, in hopes that they would make the playoffs again. And uh, Vancouver, they, they still want the, they remember the taste of when they were a dominant playoff team. They're trying to get back to that. So hopefully um, next year, they'll be more competitive.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, Calgary, they just have a lot of things to work out with their team. And then Vancouver, I think their team's still pretty young, so they shouldn't read too much into this year. There were a lot of injuries and like COVID scares and those kind of things, so uh, they should have a better year next year.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I guess uh, moving on to the next game, we have another dominant performance by Colorado against the Los Angeles Kings. Uh, The Kings only had one goal this entire game by Sean Walker in the first period. Uh, The Avalanche had five goals. uh, Three, or actually all five of them were in the second period. uh, By Tyson Jost, he had two goals. Pierre Edward Belmer had one. Uh, Jonas Donskoy had one. And and Andre Burakovsky had one goal. And no goals in the third period. And what do you think about this uh, game
1: yeah um i know nathan mckinnon was not playing in this game for colorado and that didn't really matter the avalanche were determined to win the president's trophy for the most points in the league and they got this clutch win and um they won the west division they won the president's trophy so they're heading straight into the playoffs as hot as they could be
0: yeah, I mean, this Colorado team, I mean, they really lived up to their name, Avalanche. They've just been burying teams with their high-powered offense. So what do you think we can expect from them?
1: Oh, yeah, this team should be very dominant uh, in the playoffs, uh, no questions asked.
0: For sure. And I guess uh, we can move on to uh, Friday's game. Uh, I think it just finished. And we have the Maple Leafs versus the Jets. Um Kind of a disappointing performance for the Maple Leafs. Um, the Jets were able to win four uh, two. In the first period, we had Pierre Engvall for the Leafs. In the second period, we had, uh, I think, Mason Appleton for the Jets, um, Ilya Mikheyev for the Leafs, and Kyle Connor for the Jets. And in the third period, we had Kyle Connor with another goal for the Jets and uh, Jansen Harkins for the jets again and i guess this was kind of um i guess a result that the leafs weren't really expecting so do you think this is just kind of a one-off kind of thing or is it something to kind of watch out for
1: yeah i think this is kind of a one-off i know mitch marner didn't play for toronto um uh, other players weren't in the lineup for the Leafs they'll definitely be rested and healthy and ready to go for their series against Montreal then as for Winnipeg I think this was pretty much a must win for them they've been pretty cold uh you want to get a win heading into the playoffs and that's exactly what the Jets did in their last game of the season
0: yeah I think uh the Jets they kind of have a tough run ahead of them so uh getting a win against the I guess, the best team in the division, at least in terms of points, in terms of um, depth, whatever metric that you want, getting a team against the Leafs is going to be a good sign.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I guess anyone at this point is just more momentum heading into the playoffs.
0: Yeah, and I guess for the Leafs, they just kind of have to um, brush off this loss. I mean, they are still the best team in the division. They have the best record, so... Uh, They just kind of have to have confidence in their game.
1: Yeah, I mean, the last couple of games, I know they lost them, but they didn't have their full lineup in. So uh, I'm not really reading too much into it. Um, I know some people might, but I think, yeah, you're right. They can just brush it off and just sort of head into the playoffs.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I guess uh, we can kind of move on to some playoff pool strategies. So um, if you know, I guess if there's anybody out there who's – in a playoff pool for fantasy um what advice do you have for them
1: actually before we get into playoff pools i should check our fantasy regular season pool i know we aren't doing a playoff pool this year but uh, let's see what the standings are looking like and um i am now down by two points to our injury expert victoria Uh, so the season's not done. The season finishes on Wednesday with the Canucks against the flames. So, um, I still have a chance to catch up. I need to check if she has any players from either of those two teams. Uh, no, she doesn't. So, um, I believe I have Quinn Hughes, so it is possible for me to catch up there. Um, yeah, I have Quinn Hughes, uh, so he's got to get uh, at least uh, however many points to catch up. So two points, I think. Yeah, He well, he'll need three points for me to win, two points to tie. So I think it's going to come down to that. So hopefully he plays. And if he plays and he scores some points, then I guess I'll win. And if not, then we'll definitely have to get our injury expert on here for some sort of analysis.
0: Uh, yeah, for sure. It's literally a down-to-the-wire pool this year.
1: It's pretty insane how that happened, but um, yeah, it's just when there's a lot of injuries and people are missing players, sometimes it just comes down to the wire. So let's see what happens.
0: Yeah, I guess that's why she's the injury expert.
1: Yeah, she probably had less injuries than my team. My team was just better overall. Uh, I mean, not to brag, but yeah, injuries kind of hurt me a little bit. But yeah, we'll definitely see how this thing finishes up.
0: Yeah, for sure. So I guess uh, we'll talk a little bit about, I guess, fantasy um, hockey playoff pools. So um, what are some tips that you have for people?
1: Okay. So basically when you're playing in a playoff pool, either you're in a pool with your, your friends, sort of like a fantasy season where you uh, draft all of the players onto separate teams or some playoff pools, you just have to pick uh, like you're, you're in a pool with like thousands of people. So you got to just pick from a list of players. So there's two different ways to approach it. Obviously, if you're in like a draft with your friends, then you're kind of looking for, um, I guess, just players that you think will outperform the, the players that um, other people are choosing. Like you're pretty much trying to construct your team. You have to know where your draft, what, where your draft position is. You got to know different things like that. Um, but I know a lot of people just for the playoffs, they pick from a list of players. So um I'll just get uh, into some of the different strategies you can use in both formats. Uh, the first tip I have is try not to load up uh, uh, your pool with one specific team. So let's just say you love Tampa Bay's chances of repeating for the Stanley cup. And then for forwards, you pick like Kucherov, Stamkos, and Brayden Point, And your defensemen were like Hedman and, and Sergachev, and your goalie was like Vasilevsky. And then well, let's just say Tampa Bay goes out in the first round then you're pretty much like done for your pool. You won't have a good chance of winning. So you want to spread out your picks. You want to select from a few different teams. Uh, And that sort of leads into my second strategy. And that's to uh, pick from teams that you believe will win at least one round in the playoffs. So that means that those players will be playing at least half of the playoffs because they would be in two rounds. So then you'll be getting um, sort of uh, the average amount of points from each player. So um, let's just say uh, you're picking a few different uh, teams. Uh, if you think Toronto's getting out of round one, then maybe let's say you pick Mitch Marner on your team. If you think the Oilers are getting out of round one, then you can pick maybe someone like Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, or, or maybe like Tyson Berry or something. And then if you think Vegas is going to win, you can pick like Marc-Andre Fleury as your goalie, stuff like that. So you you sort of want to pick from the teams you think are actually going to win their series. Because if you just fill up with the best players from any random team, then you might have the best players on your team, but if they get eliminated, then you're not going to have points for the rest of the playoffs. So you got to sort of balance it among teams you believe will win at least one round and then some teams will even go further than just winning one round they could win two or three or even win the cup so uh yeah it's definitely a good thing to balance because if your players are at least getting past round one then you have an excellent chance of winning your pool um and that'll move me into goalies um for the third strategy uh some pools do goalie tandems where you just pick a team's goalies so let's just say um, I, th- I think for goalie tandems Vegas is probably number one right now you'd get both Marc-Andre Fleury and Robin Laner. no matter who plays you would get the stats for that tandem so stuff like that and then there's like actual goalies so uh, you would pick like Marc-Andre Fleury by himself some leagues do different things um, I think there's different strategies in terms of drafting both ways for tandems you sort of look for uh, I guess um, the backup goalie that can really support the starting goalie. So yeah, Vegas would be the best team. But if you're looking for individual goalies, you look for a guy that's pretty much going to play every game. That's a guy like Andre Vasilevsky for Tampa Bay, um, or, or maybe like Tuka Rask for Boston. That kind of thing. Those guys would be a little bit higher. Um, and then for tandems, you get like maybe Vegas Golden Knights, Flurry and Laner, Toronto's Campbell and Anderson. Um, you know, you might get uh, different other. Um, top end uh, goalie tandems uh so yeah just something to look at um just deciding uh like knowing your format and then just sort of deciding how you want to pick uh like i said for goalies as well make sure that uh, they are winning at least one round so that you will have goalies till at least round two so that's definitely a strategy um when you have later round picks if you're in a draft format definitely take a look at some sleeper picks guys with a lot of upside. If you're just drafting um, guys that, you know, might get you a few points here and there um, you, you might not have a chance to win the league. You win the league. If you can find those upside sleeper players that have potential to, you know, break through during the playoffs, Uh, they might be a, a, a deeper player on like a top end team that might be making a playoff run, stuff like that. You want to look for to sort of round out your team. You have some stars and then you have some sleeper players that have star potential and that could be um, seen in the playoffs. So that's definitely something to look for in your drafts. And then um, when you're picking defensemen um, look for a proven scoring track record. Cause I know a lot of times people will just like pick a defenseman just cause they're on a good team. Um, you, it, when it comes to the playoffs, you need points. Guys like Victor Hedman last year. I know when Dallas was in Miro Haskin and those guys, you, we knew they could score. So if you pick guys like that, usually the top scoring defensemen usually still score in the playoffs. So that's something to look for. And as well as defensemen that have like high-end exposure. So let's just say a guy like Caleb McCarr from Colorado, he's on the top power play. So he's getting exposed to guys like McKinnon, uh, Rantanen, Landis Gog, big uh, names, right? So um, he could be getting secondary assists off these guys' goals and then that's still points for you, right? So uh, when you're drafting defensemen, definitely look for that proven scoring track record and top-end exposure and that'll definitely help you round out your pool. So those are just uh, some of the strategies that I have for for drafting. Uh, fantasy pools and uh, yeah just depending on the kind of league you're in uh, obviously like you select different players just keep those things in mind and you should be able to do well in your uh, playoff pools
0: those sounds like some pretty uh, good general tips I think they can carry over to pretty much any format
1: yeah I didn't want to dive into specifically points leagues category leagues uh, pools drafts and I I was just trying to be general so yeah those are some general things they can look for Sounds
0: good. So I guess now we can kind of move on to our preview of uh, round one. So um, I'll give my uh, pick for each each series and then you'll give your pick for that series and then do some analysis for that. So how does that sound?
1: Yeah, that sounds good. Let's dive into it. All
0: right. So I guess we'll start uh, with the Colorado Avalanche versus the St. Louis Blues. Um, I put the Avalanche in five. I just felt like Colorado had a better offense overall than St. Louis. And I thought it's probably going to go down to offense. So I guess we'll have yours. Uh,
1: yeah. Um, I just want to take a look at that series. Um... Uh, I also like Colorado in five games and I guess I'm um, just breaking down the series. I'll just take a look at some of the different things. You mentioned offense, Colorado um, did have the edge in offense. They scored almost 200 goals in 56 games. That is pretty insane. That's almost four goals a game. So that that's a team that can put up offense against pretty much anybody. Um, and Colorado, they also have the defensive edge as well. They only allowed 132 goals on the season. Uh, compared to St. Louis, uh, allowing over 160. So uh, I'd give Colorado the edge there. The goaltending edge, I'd also give it to Colorado. I know some people uh, say, oh, Jordan Binnington won the Stanley Cup with St. Louis, but uh, he has not had the, the same type of season that he had during his cup run. Philip Grubauer has been a top five goalie in the NHL this year in terms of stats, um, and he just continued to put continues to put up the win. So I'd give Colorado the edge there. Um, I guess just going into the coaching aspect, I will give the edge to St. Louis because Craig Berube has led this team to a Stanley Cup. So I think that St. Louis does have that experience. They do have that experience edge over Colorado um, mixed in there with uh, solid coaching, not to knock Jared Bednar as he is a solid coach for Colorado, but I would give the slight edge to St. Louis. Um, And then just looking at the special teams, uh, Colorado had a better combined power play and penalty kill than St. Louis did power play clicking at 22.7% and penalty kill at 83.1%. So really solid. Um, And then just one last look at things, the season series between Colorado and St. Louis uh, Colorado won five out of the eight games. So very solid. Um, I'm I'm just looking at Colorado being more healthy heading into the series. And just them overwhelming the St. Louis team, um, in my mind, this could be between a sweep. Maybe St. Louis can steal one or two. So I have this game, go- this series going to Colorado in five games. Uh, that's just sort of what I'm seeing in this series.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think St. Louis they have their work cut out from for them. Um, if they somehow beat the Avalanche, they probably have to face Vegas next, if I'm not mistaken. So pretty crazy run if they actually um, make it to the finals. That'd probably be one of the craziest uh, runs in the past few years.
1: Yeah, for sure. I just uh, don't see a healthy Colorado team getting beat. I know if Colorado is shorthanded, that would definitely benefit St. Louis a little bit. It would put them sort of in a position uh, to potentially take the series, but a healthy Colorado team should be able to get through.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I guess uh, next we'll i guess take a look at the vegas golden knights versus the minnesota wild um i put um vegas uh beating the minnesota wild in six i just thought the vegas um golden knights were deeper than minnesota but we'll go to you
1: yeah um i also like vegas in six games um I feel like that um, they could win it in less, but I, the reason I have it in six, I'll go to the season series, for, series first. Uh, Minnesota won the season series 5-3. Um, I don't know how many of the games feature Robert and or Marc-Andre Fleury, but I believe Vegas will be riding Marc-Andre Fleury in the playoffs this year. And he's had such a solid record this season. I don't see him dropping more than one or two games. So um, I was generous to Minnesota by giving them the two wins there, but yeah, Vegas should win in five or six. Definitely. I uh, just looking at the offenses here. Vegas edged them in offense by 10 goals this year and Vegas was better defensively by more than 30 goals. So um, definitely Vegas um, is the better team on both sides of the, the rink. And then the goaltending edge, obviously I have to give it to Vegas. Marc-Andre Fleury had one of the best years of his career, even in his mid thirties. So um, good on him. The coaching edge, have to give it to Vegas because Pete DeBoer is their coach. He's been to Stanley Cup final multiple times. Uh, he's coached many successful franchises. And for Minnesota, um, I'm just not confident that they'll get the same coaching uh, that Vegas has. And then I'm um, just looking at the special teams, yeah, Vegas was just dominant. Um, their power play was only 17.8%, but their penalty kill was 86.8%. I believe that was top five in the NHL. So Vegas had a really strong penalty kill and I don't Minnesota's power play struggled a lot this year. So I think that Vegas definitely has the edge there. Um, so yeah, um, Vegas can pretty much beat Minnesota on every aspect of the ice. Um, I just can't give Minnesota a reason to win this series other than they won the season series against Vegas. Um yeah, but uh, I definitely see uh, Vegas being the stronger team here, and they should be healthy for this series. So I like Vegas going through.
0: Yeah, I mean Vegas has been like arguably the best um, team in in the West for the NHL in a long time. So it's kind of hard to say.
1: Yeah, for most of the season they were on top. I know Colorado just passed them near the end. Um, if both teams do get through that second round matchup between Colorado and Vegas will be pretty, uh, pretty, uh, I guess, electric is probably the best word to use. Like it's the top two point teams in the league. So um, you're pretty much getting a potential Stanley cup final matchup in the second round. So um, yeah, those two teams, I would take a major upset to eliminate one of these two teams before the second round. Let me just say that.
0: Yeah, I guess assuming we do see them in the second round, we might see some crazy scores like seven and six or something.
1: Yeah, I mean, or it could be tight games like two to one, like the two teams could just play each other tight. Like you you might be right in the sense that like from one game to the next, it could be really high powered offense. And then the next game, like really solid defense. It could just be back and forth like that.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I guess uh, we'll move on to our next matchup. We have... The Maple Leafs versus the Canadians. Um, I put um the Leafs in six. Um, I just felt like the Leafs are deeper, but I think the Canadians, um, they I guess they have a shot if carry Price is fully healthy. That'll give them a huge boost. And I guess it'll put them in the game in the game, but I think that uh the leafs should still be able to take it.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, Just looking at some of the stats here for this series, the offensive edge goes to Toronto. Um, They've averaged uh, almost 30 goals more than Montreal over the season. Um, The defensive edge also goes to Toronto. They've allowed less goals than Montreal has um, in the season. And the goaltending edge, obviously, I have to give it to Montreal if Carey Price is healthy. Um, Toronto definitely has some questions that need to be answered whether they start Jack Campbell or Freddie Anderson I do believe they'll start Jack Campbell because of how hot he's been um but yeah um assuming Montreal has Carey Price he's easily the best goalie in this series so I'd give them the advantage there uh for coaches both coaches are regularly are, are relatively new sorry um um, I definitely give the edge to Toronto Sheldon Keefe as he does have an AHL Calder Cup championship. And he's won at pretty much every level except the NHL. It's his second year in the NHL and he's already a division title winner. So um, Montreal's uh, interim coach just came in this year. Not a lot of experience to his name. So I definitely edge Toronto there. Uh, I, I give the edge to Toronto there in the coaching. Um, And then as for special teams, Toronto was the better team, 20.3% power play, 78.3% penalty kill. Um, Yeah, I think Toronto's power play did struggle a little bit near the end of the season. But at 20%, they're scoring out of uh, one out of every five power plays. So once every two games, at least they should be getting a power play goal. So um, that's definitely an advantage for them. And then the season series, they played each other 10 times. Toronto won the season series 7-3, to three, really dominant. Um, yeah, I know a lot of those games, Carey Price was not healthy. Um, and the way that Price really changes his game for the playoffs and becomes so dominant, um, I really can't give the Leafs a sweep here, even if I wanted to. Um, if Price is not himself, it could be uh, a four to five game series favoring the Leafs, or even if Jake Allen plays in net, but if Kerry Price is in net, this could be a six or seven game series. So I'm going to say Toronto wins the series in six games.
0: Sounds good. And I guess, uh, we can move on to our next series, which would be the Edmonton Oilers versus the Winnipeg Jets. Um, I just put the Oilers in six, so I guess I'll go back to you.
1: Um, Yeah, um, just looking at the series, take a bit of a dive into it. Edmonton, one of the best offensive teams in the league. Uh, they outscored the Jets by over 10 goals uh, over the season. Um, the defensive um, edge, I th- I'd say it was pretty even uh, in this series. I know that the Oilers do have sort of a two-goal edge, but they still have one game remaining, so they could allow a couple goals. So I'd say defensively, these two teams are about even uh, on the season. Um, the goaltending edge, I will give it to Winnipeg because Connor Hellebuyck was the Vesna winner last year for Goalie of the Year. So he definitely can be a game changer for this Jets team. Uh, For the coaching edge, I also decided to give it to Winnipeg because of how long Paul Maurice has been a head coach in the NHL. He's taken teams to Stanley Cup finals and so on. Um, Not that Dave Tippett is a bad coach. It's that he just doesn't have the resume that Paul Maurice has. This is also pretty even in terms of coaching. I will definitely have to see which coaching style prevails in this series. Um, special teams edge has to go to the Oilers. They had the number one power play in the league at almost 30%, 28.1%. Their penalty kill was also 82.2%. So this team is just so solid on the special teams. Edmonton solid on uh, at five on five. Uh, they're just a really strong team overall. And they demolished the season series winning seven out of nine games against the Jets. So as much as I do like the, the Jets team, the way they match up against the Oilers stylistically, um, it was just proved in the season that Edmonton can handle this Jets team. So I do like the Edmonton Oilers in six games. Could they finish it faster than that? Than that? Yeah. Um, and I think if the Jets win, the only way I see them winning this series would be in seven games. So I'll definitely take the Oilers in six.
0: Sounds good. And I guess we'll move on to uh, Pittsburgh versus New York Islanders. Um, I put um, Pittsburgh in seven, but we'll go back to you.
1: Yeah, um, just diving into this series. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see I am wearing my Sidney Crosby Pittsburgh Penguins jersey because I do believe Pittsburgh will win this series. Um, they, they dominated the season series uh, six to two. Um, They played really solid against the Islanders. They actually beat the Islanders at their own game, which was low scoring affairs. Pittsburgh can really play a solid defense this year. Um, I know the offensive edge definitely went to Pittsburgh. They outscored the New York Islanders by more than 40 goals. So if these games become high scoring, it definitely favors Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh was not bad defensively. They only allowed 155 goals, but the Islanders only allowed 125. So, Um, You can kind of see that both teams are good defensively, but the Islanders were one of the best teams in the league. Um, For goaltending edge, um, I had to give it to the New York Islanders and Semyon Varlamov uh, because of Tristan Jari's early season struggles for the Penguins. Um, Varlamov had just been more solid over the year. I believe he was close to the league lead in shutouts, if not the league leader. So he definitely did play really solid this season. Um, For coaching edge, this was very close. Mike Sullivan has won Stanley Cups with the Pittsburgh Penguins and Barry Trotz has also won Stanley Cups. Uh, The only reason I'll give it to the edge a little bit to Barry Trotz is because uh, he did sweep the Pittsburgh Penguins the last time they played in a series against each other. Um, So I I think the coaching edge is pretty even, but I'll I'll lean it towards the Islanders um, special teams. The Islanders, surprisingly, um, 18.8% of the power play, 83.7% of the penalty kill overall better than Pittsburgh's numbers. Pittsburgh, definitely the better power play, though. So um, I guess just as a scoring team, Pittsburgh seems to be better. Um, This series could go either way. I'm saying Pittsburgh in seven. It could be earlier than that. I know the Islanders swept them the last time they met, so maybe Pittsburgh sweeps them this time. But – with the series being so difficult to pick and the stats. So even between the two teams, I am leaning towards Pittsburgh. They have the home ice advantage, which matters for American teams because they have fans. And um, yeah, a lot of these metrics, including the season series really favors Pittsburgh. So I like Pittsburgh in seven here.
0: Sounds good. And I guess we can move on to uh, Washington versus Boston. Um, Both very strong teams, but I decided to put Washington in seven, um, especially if Ovechkin is healthy and ready to go. So I guess, what do you think?
1: Yeah, um, that's one of the major questions for Washington is the health of their team. Um, Their season series with Boston was tied at 4-4. So these teams are pretty much as even as can get. Um... The offensive edge went to Washington by just over 20 goals, Boston had the defensive edge by just over 20 goals as well. So both of these teams pretty even when it comes to offense and defense. Um, just looking at the goaltending edge, I had to give it to the Boston Bruins because Tukarask has been so solid this season. He has only like four or five regulation losses on the entire season. He's been so solid. And then Washington's goaltending situation is complicated. I believe they'll be starting Vitek Vanacek, the rookie in the playoffs. Um, Elias Samsonov, of course, had the COVID situation to deal with. Uh, Vanacek was rookie of the month in January, so we definitely can't sleep on him. He was a very solid goalie this year. He got Washington to a second place finish in their division, but I still would favor Rask a little bit because of his playoff experience. I'm Going to the coaching edge, both coaches are really solid. I will favor Peter Laviolette because he has won the Stanley Cup as a head coach before. He has gone to the Stanley Cup finals multiple times, and usually the team that hires him gets a boost in the first year that he's a part of their team, and he is a first-year coach for the Washington Capitals, so I think he'll definitely give them a boost in this series. Um, Looking at the special teams edge, Washington is one of the best – Special teams um, teams uh, in the entire league, Um, they have a 24.8% power play and an 84% penalty kill Uh, just so solid I you really can't do much on the uh, against them or uh, pretty much anything uh, on special teams. yeah, this series, it's going to come down to the health of Washington's players. If Ovechkin's healthy, Kuznetsov's healthy, if they get the goaltending, they can definitely take this series. I am going to slightly give it to Boston in seven because of Boston's playoff experience as well. They went to the Stanley Cup final two years ago. They went to the second round last season, so they're a very solid team. Um, they, they they just play so well defensively, good coaching, good goaltending. Um Like I said, the series can go either way, but I'm going to pick Boston at seven.
0: All right. And uh, I guess we can move on to Carolina versus Nashville. Um, Nashville's a good team, but they definitely have their work cut out for them in one of the strongest and most consistent teams in the central division. So I decided to put Carolina in five. So what do you think?
1: Yeah, I think Carolina in four or five. Um, uh, the reason I would probably say five is just because I, I would give Nashville a win. Um, but looking at some of the stats, offensive edge, Carolina, by 20 or more goals they scored this season. Um, defensive edge, Carolina, they allowed 20 less goals than Nashville did this season. Um, goaltending edge, I'd say it's pretty even. UC Starles had a career year this year, but Peter Morazic has been so st- steady and solid these past two seasons, so I'd have to call that an even split. Um Coaching-wise, uh, I'd say Rod Brindermore is a better and more experienced coach than John Hines. Um, I think Carolina is really solid with him behind the bench. He's also a former captain of their team, so definitely a boost there. Uh, special teams, Carolina one of the best in the league, 25.6 power play and an 85.2% penalty kill. They can do it with the best in the league, uh, which is why they were first place in the Central Season series goes to Carolina 6-2. to two. They did lose the last two meetings to Nashville, but I believe they were resting some players. So I don't believe that we should read too deep into those games. UC Sarles could steal one game, maybe two. But if he just really can't do anything against this Carolina offense, it could be a four-game sweep. But like I said, I will give them the benefit of the doubt for one game and give it to Carolina in five games.
0: Sounds good. I mean hopefully um Nashville will be able to put up a fight and they'll be able to at least get one win on, in the series.
1: Yeah, I mean it is possible. I mean it's possible for any team to beat any team like uh, in the NHL like it's a little bit easier than it would be in maybe NFL or NBA just because of a uh, teams uh, they're just being a lot more parity in the NHL when it comes to teams. Um so it is possible that Nashville could be Carolina. It's very highly unlikely just because of how good Carolina has been this year. But um, yeah, I just see Carolina being very dominant uh, in this series. Yeah, for
0: sure. And I guess moving on to our um, last series, um, two very dominant teams, Florida and Tampa Bay. Um, I feel like it could go either way, but I decided to put Florida in seven. So what do you think?
1: Yeah, I think this is the closest series in the Stanley Cup playoffs this year. How fitting, because these are both teams from the state of Florida. They've never faced in a playoff series before. I know things definitely got heated between the two teams in the season series, so this will be a fantastic playoff series in my mind. Very hard fought. Everyone's saying seven games. I'm going to say seven games as well. Um, Just looking at the stats, Florida does have the offensive edge this season. Uh, 188 to 180. I know Tampa Bay did not have Steven Stamkos for a large portion of the season and did not have Nikita Kucherov for the entire season. So I think that those affected the offensive numbers a little bit. Um, Looking at the defensive edge, uh, Tampa Bay had it, but only about five or six goals. Um, Of course, Andre Vasilevsky being their goalie, I give them the goalie edge there as well. Uh, Tampa Bay, they have pretty much one of the best goalies in the league. Uh, You can't, um, doubt that and then um, for coaching edge I, I feel like it's pretty even I will edge it towards Florida because of Joel Quenville's success in Chicago winning three Stanley Cups compared to John Cooper for Tampa Bay having just won the Stanley Cup last season um, slight edge there but this should be a great coaching battle as well. Um, special teams edge Tampa Bay one of the best in the league 22.4% power play 84.2% penalty kill um, they just know how to do it on special teams season series Florida won five to three it was three three heading into the final two games of the season where Florida completely dominated Tampa Bay but I fully expect Tampa Bay to be healthy they announced a Nikita Kucherov Steven Stamkos, Ryan McDonough Victor Hedman and the rest of the team will be healthy heading into the playoff series. Um, and I know Florida will not have Aaron Ekblad for this series, their top defenseman. Um, Florida could still win this series because of their high-powered offense. I believe they still have a deeper offense than Tampa Bay, even with these players coming back. But in terms of defense and goaltending, I just don't see it happening. It's gonna go to seven games most likely, but I think Tampa Bay is gonna pull through.
0: Yeah, for sure. I guess this is the start of um, an interesting rivalry. We have the Battle of Alberta in the North, and now um, we have the Battle of Florida.
1: Yeah, for sure. First time them ever facing in a playoff series. They've never been good at the same time, which is why they've never faced in the playoffs. Um, And yeah, it's clear by the rivalry this season that these two teams clearly don't like each other. So it's going to be a hard-fought series, to say the least.
0: Yeah, I guess this could be an interesting division rivalry at least for the next
1: few years. Yeah, for sure. They're always going to be in the same division, so we can never doubt that. Yeah, for sure.
0: And I guess uh, we'll, I guess now we'll take a look at some of um, Saturday's games. Um, just kind of uh, a preview. And uh, the, I guess the first game would be Vancouver Canucks versus the Edmonton Oilers. Um, I guess we could probably take the Oilers on this.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is a tune-up game. Connor McDavid did say he is playing, so it looks like the Oilers will not be resting any players before the playoffs. So the Oilers are the better team here. They're at home. If Mike Smith plays in goal, you can pretty much pencil in a win for this Oilers team. All right.
0: And moving on to... Our second game on Saturday, we have the Boston Bruins versus the Washington Capitals. So basically a preview into the playoffs. Um, who do you think is going to take this?
1: Um, Actually, I believe this is the first game of the series, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, there is a bit of an overlap between teams finishing their games and the playoffs. So yeah, this will be the official first game of the Stanley Cup playoffs, the Boston Bruins at the Washington Capitals. Um it's going to depend on the health of Washington's players. If they come out relatively healthy, I can see them taking game one at home. But if Ovechkin or Kuznetsov or any of these guys are missing out of the lineup, uh, look for Boston to sort of capitalize on that and take game one. All right. And
0: uh, I think that's about it for our preview. Um, I think there's only two games on Saturday. So that about wraps up this um, installment of everything NHL um if you uh, like our content um, if you watch us on youtube you can subscribe hit the notification bell you'll see our videos every week um if you like to listen to podcasts uh we're on spotify we're on google podcasts we're on apple music you can uh, definitely give us a follow there um if uh you like our picks you can follow us on twitter and instagram at fanfan Fan podcast um We've posted some UFC picks from uh, our our UFC expert, you should. So definitely uh, take a look at our page. Um, We've put the page for the UFC expert on there as well, so definitely give them a follow as well. And uh, tune in next week for another installment of Everything NHL.